Hey everybody, welcome to the You Were Born for This podcast with Father John Ricardo. That's me, I'm Father John. I'm the uh, host and the executive director at Acts 29 where we talk about anything and everything having to do with transforming the church. And we got a full crew today. Mary, it's not just you and me anymore. Oh, it's nice to have you back, Nick. Move the bobblehead <laughs> off the table. Nick in the flesh is at the table. And I'm back. I'm back. And, and so is... Hey, it's great to be with you guys. Deacon Steve is, is in the house. So uh, our good brother, who we affectionately call Moses, because he has an amazing capacity to split the lake with his five wood as he's driving across fairways. So uh, he's really good at that. Brother, good to have you back with us. And we're on uh, we're on location right now. We're doing a mission this week, and so if, if they hear if like, the audio is bad, we apologize. And it's probably bad, right? It's, pro- it's probably gonna be echoey. You probably be able to hear us, but it's echoey. So it's because we're off site. You know, yeah. we're uh, on a mission right now. And for those listeners who thought, man, I'm really getting used to Father John and Mary. I like this. I'm sorry I'm back. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure they're thrilled to have you back. Now we don't have to carry the water. Are. I love it. Nick, what's our topic today? Yeah, so today's topic is a new way to think about the parish. And um, this was inspired yesterday, Father John, by your homily, a word the Lord gave you. And so we're excited to break open maybe a new way for us to imagine and think about our parishes. I found it helpful. I know all of us have been talking about it. And so that's what we're talking about. So Father John, will you open us in prayer? Love to. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Father, as always, we surrender this time to you right now. We thank you that life as a disciple of your Son is never boring and never routine and never dull. That you're continually trying to speak to us, to encourage us, to exhort us to convict us, uh, and to arm us as we're sent out into this world that you've chosen for us to be alive at or in in these days. So help us to hear your voice right now. May our words be uh, for the glory and the honor of your name and for the edification uh, of our brothers and sisters that we might all collectively uh, seek to do your will this week and to do what we can to get your world back. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yeah, so maybe I can just share with uh, with everybody what, what this uh, where this came from, right? So as we're recording this, it's the day after Ash Wednesday. And so uh, the, the insight really came from the Lord yesterday as I was praying with the scriptures. And Steve and I certainly know this, and any priest or bishop or deacon who's listening uh, can resonate with this too. I mean, you know, we're reading scripture all the time, often for the sake of preparing a homily, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not about you, yeah. but when I when I know I'm preaching, it's like, oh man, I know this, I know this passage. Like, what's in this new, right? And God just continually delivers. So the second reading on Ash Wednesday is Second uh, Corinthians chapter five, uh, starting in verse twenty, where Paul says, "Brothers and sisters, we are ambassadors for Christ, as if God were appealing through us." And so I found myself just in praying. Um, felt like the Holy Spirit was just taking me deeper into that. Like, okay, so what's an ambassador? You know, we, we throw that term around a lot. Uh, I lived overseas for, you know, a set of years. Saw the U.S. Embassy in the, in the Vatican and in Rome where I was living. And so I'm familiar with embassies and whatnot. And I felt like the Lord just kind of broke open that whole idea of an embassy. And that one of the ways to understand what Paul's talking about here and one of the ways for us to understand a parish is to think of the parish as an embassy. And so we, we just thought we'd bust that open. I shared a whole set of things 
and then we just continue to add to this over the last uh, 24 hours or so. That's the, that's the rough idea. So a way to think about a parish, the parish is an embassy. What's an embassy? An embassy is home, if you will, even when a person is far from home, right? So for me, when I was living in, in Italy, I'd get homesick all the time and I'd see the American flag hanging outside in front of the, the embassy and I knew like, oh, that's, that's my country right there. Like it's actually extraterritorial. Right? It's U.S. soil it's in the US middle soil. of Italy. It's amazing. It, it's actually U.S. soil. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's crazy. I remember my first experience uh, when I was actually in Italy on a pilgrimage years and years ago. My first experience of the word embassy is like, um, was, was just someone had lost their passport and needed papers to get home. Mm. And so they went to the embassy. Right. It was like this right. little, they, they were freaking out, they were stressed out, but it's like, oh, I can go to this safe haven. That's my nation, and they're going to help me get home. I, I love that. True story. Did you lose your passport? It wasn't me. Okay. Wasn't I haven't. Because I would not have been surprised if you had. I'm just saying. This is true. It's nice to know the embassy exists, right? <laughs> so, so what's an embassy? So maybe we can just bust open some of these things that, as we've been talking about and thinking about and praying about. And it's an analogy, right? So it's always going to break down. But there's some, there's some, there's some meat here that we think is just really worth our thinking about uh, with regards to what the parish as a whole is to be. And then, Steve, you were highlighting, well, that's, that's really great. What about the people in particular? Right. What, what's their role as parishioners? So what's an embassy? An embassy is, is, is home, or it's a place where people perceive their home even when they're not in their home country, right? And, Mary, you were talking about an immediate way to understand that as a parish as a whole and as a parishioner, right? And it comes from the origins of those right. words. Right, so parishioner, I was asking if I had this right. You know, parishioner means exile. Right. Right, so we're all, you know, on a journey, journeying home, and we're all exiles more or less because our home is heaven. Right. And, and of course, the interesting thing here is, and, and that heaven's going to be here because the Lord's going to come back. Right. So, I mean, here's one of the places where where the analogy might break down a little, but it's, it's true. It makes the point that to be a parishioner is to be on exile. St. Peter says, you know, in his letter, one of his letters, that we're all sojourners, strangers, exiles. The word he uses there is the word that we get perished from. We're the exiles who meet at a particular place around a particular altar, hearing messages from our homeland, nourished on our, like, our the, the, the stuff that we feed on, right? The, the body and the blood of Christ. Um, and then we're sent out, dispersed from that altar to go tell everybody else that there's another, there's a real homeland for everybody mm-hmm. until Jesus comes back and he makes us what it is going to be, right? Mm-hmm. So, so an embassy is a, the headquarters of a government serving in a foreign country. That's one of the ways to think of it, right? Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's, it's also led by an ambassador who's the representative of the of the other country's leader. So, so in this case, right, the, the, the representative, uniquely, all of us, but uniquely the priest, who's representative of Christ. Yeah, because he's got authority, right? He's leading. So on a diocesan scale, the bishop is the ambassador, right? On a parish level, the pastor is the ambassador. But every single one of us, by virtue of being baptized are also ambassadors, right? We just, in, for the purposes of organization and whatnot, the, either the bishop in the diocese or the pastor in the parish mm-hmm. is the point person, we could say, right? Yeah. What else? So I think you touched on this earlier, you and Deacon Steve, that um, an embassy belongs to the country that it represents. So it's, Amer- it, it's American territory, 
in a foreign land. And its primary purpose is, is to give assistance to, to citizens of the other country who live in that host country. So whether you lose your passport or whatever your needs might be, it, it is a safe haven, and they're there to serve you. Love it. Right, as Americans. Exactly. One of the other things that, that we talked about, and this kind of goes along with our language of, um, you know, being agents of sabotage and recreation um, on, a, on a little... Um, Embassies actually are places where spies hang out. And they, I mean, they go out and they, um, they try to attract the citizens of that country. And, you, you, you know, we've, we've rescued Russian agents and scientists and hid them in trunks and brought them, brought them into U.S. territory and helped them escape the clutches of the enemy right. that they weren't in. Right. It's right. a rescue mission. It's a rescue mission. Absolutely. I love that. Right. I love so, that. so one of the things that the, the staff in an embassy would do, right, they would interact with um, with people in the the host country, and they're doing that to to help everybody get familiar with the laws and the policies and whatnot of the country that they represent. And certainly as disciples, that's what we're doing, right? I mean, so to your point, Steve, we're trying to share with people because at the end of the day, there's really only two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of God and there's the kingdom of hell. And we're all under the banner of one or the other. And we're trying to make this, you know, we'll get to the appeal in a moment later, but, you know, we're basically trying to interact with them in such a way as to entice people to go, hey, you know, there's a better way and it's over here. Not because we're special, because we, we proved that time and time again, we're actually not, but God is. And God's the one who's placed us here in this particular location to entice you, even as we assist our citizens who've already been enticed, right? It's like, you know, we, we talk often about, you know, a parish is a, is a city on a hill. You know, someone who's looking for asylum or rescue or help or support, it's kind of the same principle. That's right. So speak more to asylum, because this is an awesome insight, I think, to just bust open and help people understand. So Steve was talking about this a little bit with Russia. How does that work? So I'm living in whatever country, country X. Right. Right. And I've encountered you. You work in the embassy. Right. You're a parishioner. Yep. I'm intrigued. But I'm stuck here. I want to get in. How's that work? If I can get you in to this territory, the enemy, and they, you know, uh, the four, if, if you're in Russia, their CIA is chasing you down. They have to stop at the gates. They can't come in. There's safety. There's all kinds of um, safety built around that. And all I got to, I just got to get you in there. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's safe haven. Yeah. You know? and, and, so as we were praying with this yesterday, like one of the things that I, I was just so struck with, right? I mean, one of the things that the embassy does is it offers asylum, mm-hmm. which is to say it offers protection from both arrest and extradition given to political refugees, right? Because it enjoys these freedoms. So, so let's, let's, let's talk about this in the spiritual world. So um, the laws of the kingdom of hell are the laws of sin and death. And, and the, the representatives, i.e. the demons, the accusers, right? They're always trying to extradite us. They're all, you know, like, so uh, the book of Revelation talks about how uh, Satan is the accuser of the brethren. What's he doing? He's saying, Steve deserves to die. Mary deserves to die. 
John deserves to die. Nick deserves to die. Why? You've sinned. The wages of sin is death. You owe me him. That, that, that's how this works, right? Mm-hmm. The leader of the true country says, no, 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 no. I'm offering them protection, mm-hmm. not just by making some verbal announcement, but this is what Paul talks about. We, Mary, Nick, uh, we did this when we talked about the cancel culture. This is what Paul's talking about when he says mm-hmm. he canceled the debt against us. He, Jesus points to his blood and the wounds and says, no, they don't belong to you. I have paid their debt. They are protected. They're mine. They belong to me. Right? That's mm-hmm. the beauty of all this. And that debate, you know, we, I, 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 as I hear you, Father John, I, I envision myself sitting at a defense table, mm. you know, and, and the prosecutor is, is making his case. He's making his case. And the defense attorney, Jesus, is making his case. Who do I believe? Right. Who do I trust? Right. Um, and oftentimes I'm going, oh, man, I am. I do deserve to die. And it's, yeah, it's that constant battle for my heart my, and, and, my, and my mind. Right. So, so I, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, so I love this. I mean, the, the, the parish is the embassy offering asylum to all the citizens who are currently uniquely under the power of sin and death. I mean, in some sense, like we're all fighting that battle, right? But, but those, those who do not know Jesus, right. we are offering them this opportunity for asylum. I yeah. mean, that, and that's, that's great news. And we need to be clear as Christians, right, that there are only two kingdoms. Like we got to just reinforce that. Yeah, absolutely. Like why is this so urgent? Because everyone is bound by the power of sin and death unless you have encountered the power of Jesus and what he's done for us by his death and his resurrection, right? So let's go back to the, to the reading because there, there's more to this. And I think it, it speaks to what you just talked about, Nick. It just flows right into this. Paul says, after saying we're ambassadors, it's as if God is appealing through us, inviting us. What's he appealing us to do? I, I picture Paul as a man working at an embassy in the middle of a, a hostile country. And again, there's, there's the, only the kingdom of heaven or hostile country. That's it. What's the appeal? The appeal, I think, is this. Defect. Mm. Defect. You can leave. You're no longer bound by the laws of sin and death. You're no longer bound by a tyrant. Mm. You're no longer bound by the darkness of this kingdom, the kingdom of sin and death and hell. You have a real homeland and the leader of our real homeland is an amazing father. He's in the resettlement business. <laughs> <laughs> He's got yeah. a home for you yeah. here, right? Yeah. Right? And, and, and he ends that passage that we hear on Ash Wednesday with, now is the acceptable time. Mm-hmm. Now is the day of salvation. Mm-hmm. Salvation from what? From sin, from death, from the tyrant. Like, come home. And you know, you, uh, it's a great image for baptism. Right, mm-hmm. the transferring from one kingdom to another. You get new papers. You get a new passport. You get everything can happen. That's right. I was just thinking the same thing. Even if you lose it, like Nick did. <laughs> or or you're would have. I did. I did. Or your credit card in the back seat or will. of the car. Come on, Mary. <laughs> so, so put this together. So the parish is supposed to be what? Then? 
if if the parish is an embassy, what's this look like practically? Like, what what do people ex- what are what should they experience in our parishes, and what should they experience from us as individual mm. parishioners? So, what people should experience is what life is truly like in this kingdom. Hmm. What a what a life of freedom looks like that I don't have to be enslaved to the fear of sin and death anymore. That's that's what a parish, one of the things that a parish should be and represent. It's a new family. It's that, that, that new community. And I think one of the things that I, I would say that's on all of our hearts because we were passionate about uh, evangelization is we, we give a visible witness um, of our homeland, you know, this parish, the, uh, the kingdom of God, uh, that there's more um, to those who are who are coming in and we also offer asylum to those who are outside like we're called to go out and tell everybody about this 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 new life this new hope this new glory this new king right everything that the king offers yeah in my mind even as you're talking i'm thinking immediately of i went to poland for the first time in 1992 so the wall had just come down a couple years before this right Mm -hmm. and i'm so here we go we're walking through the streets and and Everybody in Poland, you could tell they had been so accustomed to living under the tyranny of the Soviet Union and communism. Their eyes were straight ahead. They never made eye contact. They never smiled. There was no facial expressions. Everything was dull, drab. There were like no colors. Everybody was in black. You could just tell they were so accustomed to being watched. Mm -hmm. And then we went back a set of years later, and it it was totally different. I mean, the... There were some good things and some bad things, but I mean, it was a different thing. You could you could tell they'd experienced freedoms. Mm. The reason that comes to mind is you're talking, Mary. You, to, it, it, it's, uh, I think it's Nathaniel Hawthorne that Pope Benedict quoted when he came to um, the United States and visited St. Patrick's Cathedral. And he's talking about stained glass windows. And he says, mm. you know, the, the body of Christ, the church, is a lot like a stained glass window, which from the outside, it looks dull. It looks drab. It looks heavy. It looks dark. You walk inside, you see the light shine through it, and you're like, oh my gosh, like where'd that come from, right? Mm. That's supposed to be tangible in a parish, in the community that is the parish. The people in the world outside, regardless of what they're saying, right, because we know this because we've been there, they're like the Poles immediately after communism. They're used to being watched, accused by the enemy, as you said, Steve, living under fear and anxiety. I'm afraid of death. I'm terrified by COVID because I'm afraid of dying. Well, COVID's real. I'm not afraid of dying. To be a disciple is to be set free from the fear of death, right? That's one of the strongest ways the devil just holds us bound, right? The asylum that Jesus offers is you don't have to be afraid of that anymore. Death's a doorway. It leads to home, right? These kinds of things are supposed to be tangible in us. We're supposed to be color versus black and white. Right. We're a, fa- we're a fan of quoting N.T. Wright on this. The parish is supposed to be a microcosmos of the world to come, right? So mm-hmm. so in this, I mean, this is such a this is such a beautiful image of the parish, this, this idea of an embassy, right? So, I, I mean, think about what the kingdom of Satan, what his laws are. Unforgiveness, disunity violence, anger, vengeance, you know, lust, pride, you know, all this stuff. I've heard of these things. Give, <laughs> give, you know, like, like extracting his pound of flesh, right? But you walk into the embassy, 
perish, and the microcosmos is supposed to look like unity, forgiveness, reconciliation, mm. love, joy, peace, mm. patience, kindness, gentleness, all, all this wonderful stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what the ambassadors carry forth. They make manifest those policies and those laws. And so parishioners, Christians, disciples, that's what we're supposed to be carrying forth. Those are the laws we abide by, not the laws of the kingdom around us. Yeah, and I don't know about anybody else, but even as you're saying those things, I'm just like immediately convicted, right? I mean, because the the craziness of parish life, I'm just thinking of all the times when I wasn't fostering unity or I wasn't fostering forgiveness or I was holding on to grudges or whatnot. We're, we're, we're trying to talk about something that we're supposed to be. We certainly, at least me anyway, we're not saying we had this. We're just saying this is what we're supposed to be, right? Yeah, this is what we aspire to. Yeah. Right. And, and to Nick's point, um, as an ambassador, in a real practical way, as an, as an ambassador, they, even when they go outside the embassy, they're not subject to the laws of the mm. country that they're in. Yeah. They can't even, you can't even write them a speeding ticket. They're, they're free and they have to live within the laws of their homeland. We, we don't have to, when we go outside the embassy, go outside the parish as ambassadors, we don't have to live by those laws. We're free of those. Does that that's, make sense? No, that's so good. We don't, we don't have to be confined by the, the laws of Satan. Even when we're walking <laughs> around in enemy territory, <laughs> that's right. we're not subject to those laws. And so everything that's happening right now in our country and unfortunately in the church too, right? Mm-hmm. We're seeing people act as if they are bound by the laws of the kingdom of hell, mm-hmm. right? We mm-hmm. are seeing division. We are seeing mm-hmm. animosity. We are seeing accusation. We are seeing holding on to bitterness. And we're not talking about the world. I'm talking about the church. Mm-hmm. But we don't have to live that way. And to the degree that we don't, it will be attractive as all get out and people will want to defect. I love it. Yeah. This, I, is a, this, is, this is how God works, right? I mean, God just gives insights and then, you know, uh, and then he's going to forever, I'm always struck by the beginning of Lent. He gave one last year with this image of a statue that he was just trying to oh, refurbish. Yeah. And he's, he's done another one here in the beginning of Lent this year. It's like, this is, this is what I want you all to be as individual ambassadors, what I want you to be as parishes and the church. And he's just reminding me again in my own life personally, like there's places I still need to defect. You know, that's kind of what Lent's about. Like where, where, have, I, where have I let the enemy plant his flag in my life? Like I'm hearing Jesus say, hey, I got a better way to live. I got a better way to live. I got a better way to live. And we want to be heralds of that into this world that we're living in. Yeah. Amen. Every now and then I, I've been offered asylum. Jesus gave me asylum. But every now and then I step back into the old country and the old ways. Mm-hmm. It's just a dangerous place to go. We need to be liberated. <laughs> Every day we can be liberated again and again and again because we, there is that battle between the old man and the new man. But God's mercy and grace is sufficient. Amen. So God is always talking. He's always doing new things. He's always sending us out. He wants to give greater freedom to us personally. He wants to use us as heralds like he used Paul to go proclaim this liberating, hopeful um, confident message that we have a real homeland and a good mm-hmm. father and we can leave the kingdom of darkness anytime we want and that Jesus is our brother and that he's stronger the enemy, stronger than the enemy. And because that's true, do not be afraid. That's the God who's with you. And you were born for this.